חמש, ארבע, שלוש, שתיים. שתיים. Man, if that song doesn't get you pumped, you ain't got no lead in your fucking pencil, bro. I'm all, I'm all charged up. I saw Chris Rock perform last night. I don't know if you guys have heard of that little comedian named Chris Rock, but he's good at stand-up comedy. <laughs> and I am so inspired. I've seen some really great comedians lately. Uh, but before that, come see me do stand-up, ChristinaPOnline.com. I'm going to be an- announcing my 2023 tour. I'm doing very limited run. Um, you know, I'm very selective. But for now, it's, oh, let's come to Donya Beach. Come see me at Donya Beach at the Improv there, December 2nd and 3rd. And then um, this is a reschedule in Chicago at the Park West Theater, April 29th, ChristinaPOnline.com. Also, I would like to thank every woman out there, every man out there who's bought my lipstick. My goodness, it is selling out again and again and again. It's like, it, I'm, I'm so thrilled that you guys love it as much as I do. I'm wearing it right now, Christina P's Perfect Red Lipstick. I worked, I, first of all, I've been wearing red lipstick since I was 15 years old. And I've always found, for one reason or another, some brand is inferior. Maybe it's too drying. Maybe the color is not right. Maybe it bleeds into the cracks of your lips. And I've worked for so many months to find just the right formula so that it doesn't bleed. It's not too liquidy. It's not too matte. It keeps your lips hydrated. It's the right color. And it has the goddamn snappy cap so that you don't open the lipstick in your purse and destroy all your stuff, which just freaking happened to me when I was on the road and um, I was going to Jew Dork Titties. And I think I had like an old lipstick in there, like some fancy stuff like Chanel, like really good. And of course, opened, destroyed the inside of my bag. I could not even handle it. So there you go. You can buy that at my website, ChristinaPOnline.com. Again, thank you to the droves of people buying this product. You guys seem to love it. And I repost every picture you send me. If you tag me on Instagram, I'm at the Christina P. Tag me wearing my lipstick. And I swear I put you in my stories because I love it. And I follow back anybody that tags me. So there you go. Um, okay. So much to get into. Chris Rock last night, we saw him here at the Moody Theater. My God, that's why I look like hot shit on a stick. Uh, Tom and I stayed out till 1130. <laughs> oh, shit. And I ate In-N-Out Burger late at night. It was a wild night, you guys. And what a legend. What a, what a, what a special human. We got to hang out with him and... Just a real dream come true. I tell you, I tell you, it's it's such a pleasure um, to meet your idols. And, and when they're kind and when they're gracious and when they're humble, it just makes it even better. So what an astounding night. Um, I'm just thrilled. I'm still riding a high. And not only that, I was in Judor Titties a while back with my lovey Chase. And we got to see Mike Berbiglia's new Broadway play. Uh, one man show. I shouldn't even say it's a play. Will you bring up Mike Berbiglia, the old man in the pool? I got to tell you guys, have I ever seen a Broadway play in my life? No. <laughs> I'm sad. I'm no, no shocker. I am such garbage as a human. I am uncultured trash. I hate Broadway. I don't subscribe to like I don't like musicals. I, I don't understand the culture. I never understood the, the crowds of people interested. And in. I always assumed it's for like snooty, rich types. So I have these preconceived notions about what Broadway is. And um, my agent, Andrew Russell, Agent Jeans, was like, you got to see Mike Birbiglia's show. I think you're really going to like it. And of course, I was like hmm, grumbling like, oh, I'm no elitist. I don't want to see this. And Chase and I go the 4 p.m. show, which is another great thing about Broadway, is that you can see a 4 p.m. show on a Saturday, be done with it by, you know, 5.30, and then you have your whole night, and you can just talk about the wonderful show you saw. So we saw The Old Man in the Pool on Broadway, 
And I got to give just so much props to Mike Berbiglia. I, we, I've been DMing with him. I'm obsessed because what a beautiful, it's an hour and a half of stand-up, but also storytelling, very poignant, a lot about life and death and parenthood and your mortality. And I don't want to give away too much because I'm a horrible spoiler alerter. So I won't do that. But I think, I think because you don't, you know, I didn't know what to expect. And I think that if you are looking for just a beautiful piece of art to connect to, and I, you know me, I'm not, I'm an earth dog. I, I am strictly a fucking Kmart shopper. I'm, I'm very like, if it's not real, I don't want to see it. I can't take, you know, phony. I don't, I don't resonate with bullshit, which is why I never liked Broadway. Cause I was like, what is this horse shit that we're singing and dancing and like singing about, I don't know, uh, what is the AIDS? Was the AIDS musical Rent? People were singing about having AIDS. And I was like, what, what is this? This makes no sense. There's no singing in Mike Berbiglia's thing, thank God. <clears throat> but man, what a talented writer, just killing it with the writing, killing it with the delivery. So if you're in Jude Dork titties, I highly recommend checking out The Old Man in the Pool, Mike Berbiglia. There you go. Chris Rock, obviously, I don't think he needs a plug, but man... So there you go. I'm very inspired right now to create better stand-up having watched these two dudes. Um, and I was in Judork Titties, which is always a marvel. First we were in D.C. Shout out. Thank you so much. D.C. was amazing. And then we took the choo-choo train, which is always fun because you feel like a five-year-old, to, to New York. And it's just, it is so wild. New York City. And I went to go do um, Barstool Sports I did KFC radio. I think that's our, maybe already out. Yeah, it'll be out by now. And that was amazing. Um, but I love just walking down the streets of Jujork titties. And it's funny because people, the, like people who recognize you, who recognize me, don't, they don't, um, like Texans are different. They'll be like, hi, Christina, big fan. Good to meet you. Welcome to tech. Like they make a big deal out of it. And New Yorkers are so subtle. Like people would just walk by me and be like, hey, Christina. And I was like, hi, do I know you? Like like they said it like we've been friends for years because they're like, I'm too cool. I'm a New Yorker. I don't freak out, which is so fun and like silly. So I I wanted to get this New York pizza. You know, I was like, fuck the points today to quote Joey Diaz. I'm going to get some pizza. And I go and I was like, but I want to get it where like real New Yorkers get it. Where the guys in the yellow vests get it, you know, like those guys. And I'm sitting there and I'm eating pizza and I'm listening to them curse and talk about tits and everything. And it's just so great. And then I go to Starbucks. And oh, and my favorite part about New York City is having um, having black guys say things to you on the street, which is so special because it brings you back to a simpler time when people just said shit, shit to hot chicks, you know. And I was walking and last time I was in New York City, this guy just goes, bada bing! And I was like, yeah, dog. Like, it was so innocent and fun. And it is just black guys. I don't know what it is, Any. What do you think? What's going on with your tribe? Oh, my God. Nah, I don't know. And they like I Burberry. Know. I, you know what's funny we is like every time we I wear Burberry, it's a, black people compliment me on Burberry. But whatever. I, I'll take it. I love it. So the one guy gives me bada bing. And then this other guy, I walk by, he goes, what's, hey, you doing, pretty lady? And I was like, yeah, dude. Like, I just... Ah, oh, feels so good inside. You said a black guy said that? Mm-hmm. Black guys both time. I was like, that's cool. Mm. Yeah. Sounds sus. It is. You think so? I don't know. How you doing, pretty lady? How you doing, pretty lady? Mm. I guess that is kind of New Yorker. That's true. How you doing, pretty lady? You doing pretty lady? Older black guy? Oh, always. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, well, you said that like you know something, Josh. Like you know the inner workings of... An older I black mean, that man. just sounds like a thing an older guy would say. Yeah. I don't think like a young, no. like 20-somethings. Well, 20-somethings wouldn't even dare to heckle a pretty lady in the streets now. Like, aren't you guys afraid of going to woke, woke jail? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to get canceled. Yeah, don't they take away your livelihood if you um, compliment a woman? They sure do. They sure do. Could you imagine now Josh Zolo being like, bada-bing! <laughs> you would never do that. But what a great compliment. Like, bada-bing isn't like, I want to lick your pussy! Which is very different. Which I think I've had guys yell... It means the same thing. Though. It means the same thing, right? But there's there's veils and there's there's shade shaded meaning, which is nice. Yeah. 
I think, you know, growing up in L.A., you get the, the Latin guys that are like, that's, hey, mommy. Yeah, like a lot of that. And that feels dirty. Yeah, that's, that's dirty. Yeah, yep. That's gross. That's gross. Yeah. That's gross. Like you, f- you feel that in your groin when someone goes, it's like you, f- you feel the, the, the violation feels bad, but then, but a bing, it's almost endearing. What's up, pretty lady. It's kind of like, mm, you could do better. I feel like he could have done better, but I don't, I'm not mad at it. I just don't think it was, it was creative as bada bang. So, uh, so I was in Starbucks and two little kids came in with their little backpacks, maybe about 10 or 11 years old. And I'm just looking at these little fucking soldiers because I'm like, look at these kids, these New York City kids. And I'm, I'm in the middle of the city. I'm like near um, the train station, Penn, Penn Station. Yeah. I'm talking like the heart. And I'm seeing these little kids with their heavy ass backpacks and they come into Starbucks and I'm just looking at them like, look at you. And one of them, I mean, they're both cool looking, right? One of them's got like a full-on Mad Max haircut, like shaved kind of mohawky thing. And he just looks like he's of the city, like just so cool. And they're just like soldiers, bro. Like they're so hard. And here I am like this goofy blonde and I'm a mom. So I think I can talk to them. And, you know, and I'm like, hi, you're got- what are you doing all by yourself? You know, like I'm fully trying to. And they pull like the total New Yorker, like, nah, bitch. Like, they don't even look at me. And now he's like, okay, I'm from New York. And they just go back to their phones. And I'm like, you guys are like tough. You know what I'm saying? You guys are fucking warriors. You know what I'm saying? Like parts, parts of Brooklyn that I've been to look like Kyrgyzstan. They're so rough. These kids grow up in parts of New York that look like fucking Kyrgyzstan and they can fight. They're just so strong. I mean, LA kids are raw too. I mean, I remember like third graders, you know, selling now and laters for quarters or like snorting Smarties, like chopping them up and snorting Smarties like cocaine because we were like city kids, but that's like other level. They were just so independent and so tough. They didn't even look at me, dude. That kid looked was just like, nah, bitch. Like, nah, don't even fucking do it. The kids are ready for war. And then, oh, okay, so I've decided, uh, Chase and I were talking, and, you know, I've decided that I'm very good with alcohol. I've learned how to drink over, you know, since I was like 16, I've been drinking. And, and really, I feel like I've worked up a good system, a great tolerance. I know exactly when to stop. I know exactly how much to drink. I know what I like to drink. And that's a skill that I have acquired over like, you know, how many, 20 years or something as, as um, a nightly alcoholic. And what I would like to do now, because I feel like I've mastered that, is I do want, and I'd say this every year, I feel like I do this every year, I would like to dip my toes into pot again. And I would like to master pot because I think it's something that, Alcohol is very drying on the skin. It makes you puffy. It causes weight gain because you eat and like it's not it's not good. So if I could really start cultivating a pot habit, I feel like that would be the next route for me. Because I do take a Zanny and like I chill out that way, but I feel like that's just like rich white lady drugs and I get scared when I take pills. So I was talking to a friend about it, to Robbie Eiler, and Rob's like, your problem is, is that you're taking too much pot, you know? And that's my problem because I take, I treat pot the way I do alcohol, which is like you drink, you sip it over time and like, I want more of a user experience. So I'll take like a puff or a drop or whatever. And I'm like, that's not enough. You know, I'll take another one, another one. And then before I know it, I'm having rolling panic attacks until five in the morning on Christmas Eve. And that's not the way I want to go out. So he gave me this advice. He's like, just take one hit, bro. One hit. That's all you take. And you tell yourself no more. 
and you put the rest away and you smoke it old school. And I agree. I think I think the secret here, just a, a little, a little puffy puff and then put it away and then see where the chips fall and don't be an idiot and go, you need to get higher because that's the problem, right? Because alcoholing, no, I'm like, no, this is, I can, I can get drunker here. Like I could get fucking more faded here and still not barf. Like I know my limits. Um, so what I did, and because, you know, in Texas, it's not legal. And I'm not saying I have pot that I flew with at home, but I may have legally procured some from, um, I guess it's a food truck in Times Square. That Did you know that you can buy pot in Judor Titties from like a food truck? It's wild homie yeah i was like stumbling out in the streets of times square which is a nightmare it's a nightmare part of town and like i I apologize to any new yorkers that came to my show at caroline's in in times square i'm sorry i'm sorry it's a great club but my god what a bad neighborhood i stumbled out drunk and um chase was like that's where you can buy pot and i was like oh my god and i I don't even know what the fuck i bought because i was kind of drunk you know but do you trust that do you trust food truck pot i mean i'd have to leave this one to chad never been to new york chad have you bought food truck pot i think that's relatively new for new york i think they just legalized it there yes in the last year or so so but i mean i would trust it right i mean i i i I liked street vendors in new york so i I just kind of leaned that way anyway yeah because they like street street vendors feed the community they're not going to fuck up the community because then they'll mess up their livelihood. So I agree. I trust the food vendors too. Okay. I mean, I remember in LA they had like, God, they would just Uber it to you, you know? So like, great. I know. No thing. So I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I wouldn't be super sussed about that unless it was sus. It was like back of an alley type shit. I love but when I you use those like Gen that. Z words. What? Sus. Oh, sus. Sus ain't Gen Z. Don't, Sussed. Don't give Gen That's Z that. That's sus. That's ours. Is that millennial? Yeah. As black people. <laughs> black people have the coolest words. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Did you know that there's yeah. Black Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, we talked about this, but I didn't really do it because I had Filipino family. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I didn't really do Black Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah my dad kind of left, so we didn't. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really get to do that. Gosh, dads <laughs> are the best, aren't they? I was making, it's funny, I was, so Mike Berbiglia in his show was talking about like every morning he wakes up and he writes and I started writing today and I was just making a list of the shit that my dad (sighs) was just such a wild dog. I'm like, I can't even talk about it. Are you adjusting my camera, mommy? (laughs) Did I move? Adjust my camera. My favorite part is I'm always trying to be you know, low key, I'm like telling Zolo, like, you know, switch away from that so that no one can see. And then every time I go out there, like, and he's doing something <laughs> with the cameras. <laughs> I like it. Well, this show's much less formal. I've, I like this show's informality. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't like to be so prim and proper on podcasts. What's the fun of that? People don't want to fucking perfection. That's why they're listening to this horseradish. Bring back the fart mic. You know, why'd you do that? You know Chen? what? I feel like we have to get a movement going. Oh, like a no. go, what's that? The, the sign, go sign me, the petition. Go fund me? You know, but what's the petition? Change.org? Yeah. <laughs> Bring back the fart mark. Yeah. Can someone start a change.org petition to bring back the fart mic? If you want the fart mic, which mo- everybody does. Everybody wants the fart mic. <laughs> I think we did this, though, didn't we? Didn't we did do we do? This? I think we did this in the L.A. studio, and I don't think it got a lot of votes, Christina. Whatever. I- <laughs> Look, I'm an audio guy. If we want to record farts, we can record farts. Don't ever give up. <laughs> They've got- the fart mic has a Twitter account. This is hilarious. YMH fart mic. 
I am the YMH fart, Mike. March 30th was the last post. Hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Man, my digital footprint is quite a mess at this point. It's like, I can't even read. Could you imagine reading your own Reddit? I would fucking kill myself. Okay. Um, what am I talking about? Fart mics, Judork titties. So I got to come up with a plan. I'm going to smoke my pot. Uh, when I don't have to take care of my kids, one one hit and that's it, and then I'm gonna fucking quit it, bro. Okay, 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 oh, okay. Let's do some um, follow ups. Yeah, do we have any uh, voicemails from we people do. in the past? Yeah. Okay. Hey, mommy. Hi, James. I'm just calling because I just listened to your podcast about your mom's big red bush. Mm. Um, my mom had a big brown slash black bush I guess when I was a child and I was completely repulsed like I would see her we'd sometimes like take showers and I was really little together and I was just so disgusted I thought there was something wrong with her because I didn't have one and you know why does it look like that it's it's just so gross and unappealing so yeah I mean you got to do what you got to do and everyone has preferences but trim that shit up you know love you Dean's Mm, thought provoking i wonder it does it does bring up a a question because you go well is it the size of the bush that is uh, creating repulsion or the very existence of the bush that's causing anxiety in the child you know what i'm saying i wonder if it's just the volume i don't know because you're saying i thought it may have been the color that was creating anxiety in me. But you seem, you're telling me that your mother just had a standard brown-black bush. And th- so it's not the color. You're saying it's the volume of the bush that gives you anxiety. I wonder. And I wonder if your mother had a cleanly trimmed bush, if that would have given you anxiety because you'd be marveling at the cleanliness and the trimminess of her bush. You'd be like, well, how does that happen? Does she craft it? Does it grow that way naturally? Well, I have a bush trimmed that way. But I do know there is a specific, ugh. Oh, God, I'm having a fucking flashback just thinking about her bush. There's a specific memory of my mom's bush that really bothers me. And it's the, it is, you know what it is? It's the hair on the fray. It's not the primary bush. It's the periphery hair that kind of gets mashed down because there's so much hair. Do you know what I'm talking about? And then the, it comes out of like bathing suits or underwear. It's the periphery hair, the bonus hair that gives me anxiety. Like, I just remember like f- Hungarians being over at our swimming pool and seeing like foreign women with their pubes poking out of bathing suits. And I just remember thinking like that can be remedied. Why is that showing? So yeah, it's curious. I wonder if your mom, if our moms had bald vaginas, if we would be as repulsed because maybe it's the hair in and of itself that's causing anxiety. I don't know. Well, we'll think about it and we'll, we'll get back another voicemail, please. Good morning, my queen. Uh, my name is Peter, and I'm from Shark Fake Titties Puta, and I have a very different take on the badge dryer that is men playing video games debate. Sure. Uh, my hot take is that a grown man who plays video games all day, instead of getting shit done around the house or spending time with his kids or his wife, is the ultimate badge dryer. Yeah. Uh, because that is not a man. That's a teenager who just got older. Yeah. But uh, when you and Tim are watching 90 Day Fiance after the kids are in bed and it's not the quarterly beach night, I just don't see much of a difference between that and playing video games. Oh. Uh, they're both just ways to unwind during those few kid-free hours after a whole day of keeping these adorable demons from killing themselves. And afterwards, my wife still makes me come in four strokes. Wow. Uh, and shout out to my wife, Callie. She's a mother of two boys, age three and one, so her Oof. mom brain is permanently fried. Okay, love you, mommy. Bye. All right. Well, you know, your wife still wants to suck your dick after watching you play video games. I just, to me, it's so adolescent. I just, the, the it, I think it's just because it's so, ugh, like to see a man being like, like just, it's like a childish... You know what I mean? 
It's so and and, and and to have the frustration of like, oh, I didn't get the game, mommy. I lost my game. Like my literally my six year old gets upset at Minecraft. You know, my six year old will be like, I didn't get the point, mom. And I'm like, this is a childish behavior. This is childish. I, I don't. It's like the equivalent of me playing with like strawberry shortcake dolls, in my opinion. You know, and listen, different strokes for different folks. And and I know you guys love to. Uh, prove me wrong great great your wife makes you come during your video game good for you enjoy your fucking world of war war come or whatever you fucking weirdos like what are you playing any what are you even playing right now what's the hot game <laughs> in the fucking adult uh, gaming world i mean modern Unreal. warfare 2 just came out I'm what is that. that it's call of duty you, you've heard it you've seen call this. of duty yeah, you shoot people yeah Mm. Isn't that a military propaganda thing <laughs> where they encourage you to join the military? It makes military seem cool so that little kids want to join. You're probably right. Um, you're probably right in some sense. I don't know if they're that blatant about it, but yeah, I, I bet. I think there was one where they did have like a literal ad in it. Of course. Yeah. Well, what, who do you think funds this stupid shit? Who do you think funds these patriotic war movies? I swear to God, the military. They're they're backers to most of the films that are about pro-war pro-america i'll bet you anything this of course they put an ad in it that means they paid money to do that yeah wow don't let your sons play with this shit who wants them joining the military thinking this is fun yeah i'm not gonna lie i mean my mom didn't really let me play this type of shit when i was no way but if i did yeah i feel like i would have kind of been like yeah, I could fucking be in the military. I've shoot people before. I know how to do this shit. Right, because it looks fun. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm sure parts of it definitely are fun. But, man, you lose your life, guys, in real life. Is that Pauly Shore in Modern Warfare 2? It looks like him, doesn't it? Is that Pauly? It does. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that this is terrible propaganda. You don't need this fucking horse shit. Ugh. But now nah, I just get on there so I can uh, shit talk to stupid little kids online. Because stupid little kids for Good. some reason have this game and they shouldn't. Yeah. So that's why you fuck them up on yeah. that game and you just talk shit to them. See, yeah, that's this pretty is, much the only reason why I have This is why. Yeah. So then now, now you're, your kid's talking to some 30-year-old guy <laughs> who's shit talking them. I mean, uh, unreal. The world is... God. Fucking unreal. All right. N- another voicemail. Let's move it along. God. They, should, they shouldn't be on the game. No. They should not. I agree. Nor should they be allowed to chat with grown men. I mean, isn't this where you get ch- child molesters and stuff on these games and they chat with kids? Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure those motherfuckers are everywhere. I just checked that the other day. That list is crazy. There's what so list? many motherfucking child molesters everywhere. Uh, oh, nuts. the Megan's Law website? I guess, yeah. The Just where they show you all the little flags. Yeah. I look next to me. I'm like, there's like 26 motherfuckers like right next to me. Yeah. Oh, my God. In Texas, they have that too, huh? Yes. I'm sure what it's... over. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, what's it called here, though? Because it's Megan's Law in California. I think that's nationwide, right? It's the same? Okay. So. Yeah, I thought I went to the same site so before. So let's look it up because people listening to this, if you don't know about this website... It's pretty incredible. Yeah, international. So just Google Megan's Law website if you want to know who in your neighborhood is a registered sex offender. Neat little game. And here's the good news. There's photograph. Let's put in the address. Oh, I can't put in the address of this office. Let's just put like Austin. Let's, let's take a look. Here's the fun part is that there's photographs of these creeps and... Spoiler alert, they all look like the crimes they've committed. It's like you don't look at a picture of one of these guys and go, what, that guy? Look, let's click on a picture of one of these fine fellas. Give me a good old-fashioned pedophile. <laughs> Just like a hearty, okay, well, let's look at him. Now, this guy's, okay, yeah, creepy as shit. Risk level, high. Uh, let's see, go down. Let's see what he's gotten in for. <sighs> Okay, hold on. What's his crime? You have to look at the um, go down. Four year discharged. Oh, good. From incarceration. He's out. Victim age 48. Oh, good. Attempt to commit sexual assault. The victim was 48 years old. Oh, my God. And this guy's been in the system since 06, it looks like. First time caller, long time listener. (laughs) 
Oh, let's do an old-fashioned black. Oh, that guy is mwah, standard. Oy. Risk level, moderate. I don't know. Depending on that eye contact, I'd give him a higher level of risk. That guy looks in fucking sane. Victim age, 18, 40. Okay, great. Okay, so these guys are out on the street. That's why they're on Megan's Law's website, so that you can, like, visually identify them. Oh, cool scar on his head. What did he do? He assaulted, like, an 18-year-old? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's just a fun little view. Do this uh, when you get home today. Look up your, You can do it by address, and you can see who are the creeps in your neighborhood. Who are the creeps in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, Disney adults. I was listening to episode 167 during my daily walk to get my 10K steps. Oh, congratulations, Amber. First off, I feel so validating knowing I'm not a Disney adult. I thought I was. I would go every few years with no kids with my husband or best friend. Here's where I differ. I don't buy all the merch or have a yearly pass, and I bring edibles. There's nothing better than being high as Senator Socks all day. Senator Socks? Oh, I get it. While in Disney. The lines are tolerable, and the rides are extra amazing. Also, did we have the same mom? The fire crotch on my mother sounds just like yours. She ran a dance studio, so she was always in a leotard, and the bright orange dragon fire was always shooting out the sides. That's what I'm talking about. Trying to claw its way out from the depths of hell. I was terrified of obtaining this bush and was thankful when those genes did not appear on me. Thanks for everything, Mom. Piss on me, be member. Yeah, I didn't get the red bush either. Thank God. I was terrified of that too. God damn. God damn. That would be a nightmare. Oof. Just the color? Yeah, because it was so like electric. Because my mom was actually naturally a strawberry blonde. So the she would bleach her hair blonde, but then the... You know, the bottom was just like orange. It wasn't like red. It was orange. So surreal. Have you guys seen an orange crotch? Yeah. Yeah? No, no big deal. Wow. Uh-huh. You're very bold. <laughs> really? What? <laughs> I mean, for me, I guess because it was very formative for me. Like It was my mom's cooch. What color? I mean, did you see your mom's bush growing up? Yeah, you asked me this before. I know. I like I to talk about it more. <laughs> I did not. I did, thankfully, I, I, if I did, I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think I did, though. I don't think I did. She's very private, so I don't think she would have let that happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did see my dad's dick, like we talked about. Yes, I have my, horrible. I see my dad's dick. Well, this this mom's bush thing is really resonating. A lot of people are writing in about this. Not only did I get a view of my mom's big, hairy, I got her friends, too. <laughs> They would lay out by the pool. Oh, my God. And it would be exploding from the sides of their suits. I know. I don't understand how they thought that was okay. It was offensive. No bush here. Your mom, Jenna. Yeah. That's the trauma of the bush is that it spurts out the sides. I'm telling you. This is funny. I wanted to mention that if you have never driven through small towns in Tennessee to look at the billboards, you should. I live in Knoxville, and if you go on highway... Uh, towards North Carolina, you'll find some pretty interesting billboards. One that caught my eye was the one that said pornography was for sinners. Right after that sign was one about how God is watching. I think the South wins the billboard game. Absolutely. Yes, I've seen many of these billboards. Um, I've driven through, I've been to Knoxville. I've done the comedy clubs in Knoxville. I've driven through this entire country. And that's how you definitely know you're in an interesting part of town is when the billboards start to be about God and you see those two in Florida. It starts around Florida, and then the deeper you go. A lot of abortion billboards next to uh, fire fireworks places to buy fireworks, and then churches. It's very the, the culture of the South is fucking very very surreal. But hey, there you know that's a that's an old debate. Those are timeless topics. So there you go. Oh, and he adds also a grown man with a Hot Wheels collection. Equals desert down there. Yes, I have met a man with a Hot Wheels collection. Anyway, keep it high and tight. Love your podcasts. Even though I'm 20 with no kids, P.S. I'm definitely a sinner. Thanks, Peyton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot Wheels collection. Yeah, that's definitely a badge dryer too. Hot Wheels collection. That's what my four-year-old loves. Hot Wheels loves cars. Oh my God, the other day my four-year-old found the cheese grater. 
and it's real sharp. We got a real sharp one. And I was like, baby, be careful. That's a cheese grater. You, you rub cheese on it and it shreds it. And he's like, okay, mommy. And then I look over and he's grating the side of the couch. <laughs> I go, Tommy, look, our son's grating the couch. I that shit made me laugh. And there was like black yarn balls on the floor. I'm like, oh, we got a good shave too. I'm like, baby, no. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah, they, uh, God, two weeks ago, I was like ignoring them to make a phone call or something. And they were just wilding out. And I came out and they were giggling. And I was like, what did you fuckers do? What did you guys get into? Nothing, nothing. And I look around and I was like, yeah, nothing. You're right. Okay. Well, two or three days later, I look up at my chandelier and I go, is that a, the fuck is that? A black something in my chandelier? And then I look again and there's like a banana peel next to it. <laughs> they fucking opened a banana, mushed it up and threw it up at the chandelier. And then there was mushed banana on the wall. I was furious i was like do you fucking see this how am i gonna get this down i don't even know there's still banana in my chandelier this is two weeks ago now can you even imagine these kids you know i beat the shit out of them i didn't beat the shit out of them but what a nightmare classic yeah have you ever thrown a banana i mean they're so they're so not not particularly a banana. Um, I did flood my entire upstairs because me and my cousin would just super soaker each other uh, <laughs> at night when my, when we she told us to go to sleep. Yeah, we would just super soaker. Oh just, my god! Would, we literally flooded the whole upstairs. It was horrible. Or not oh flooded, my but god. stained like the ceiling. So it was just water damage the entire. Nice. Upstairs. I'm sure your mom was thrilled. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty happy. We still throw cheese into the fan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the ceiling fan or the square shitty one? The ceiling fan, because then it <laughs> slaps it against the wall. It's pretty funny. American cheese, am I right? You have those single slices? Yeah, dog. Good stick on that. Don't give my kids any ideas. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you do the whole slice at once or do you parcel it out? The whole slice. <laughs> the, the, the fan parcels it out, you know. Now I got to try this. How furious was your mom when she found that? Oh, she loves it. She cracks up every time we do it. Well, then who's cleaning it up? She is. Oh, <laughs> my God. How many? How about this? Just like splatter in like so many different pieces. It's so funny. Yeah, it depends on the slice, really. It's it's the best when it stays whole and then sticks to the wall. Yeah, that yeah. seems special to me. If you can get that to happen. Yeah, we have a couple of videos of that happening. Oh, please. I'd love to see that. Sure. Yeah. Fans are great fun, and I'm waiting for my children to discover that fun. I try not to hint at it. Um, I used to, as a teenager, get long strands of toilet paper and tape them to the blades of the fan and then turn the fan on and, like, spin it. So it was kind of creating, like, this cool visual thing, and then I'd get high and lay under it and listen to Bauhaus. And that was really fun because sometimes the music would time out perfectly with the um, the toilet paper. And then I would also hang Barbies from a noose on there, you know, and then spin those around, and that was a good time as well. Fans are really good time. Yeah, good times, great oldies. Let's do what would Christina P. do. It's been a while since I've told you how to run your life. Um, oh, gosh. Okay. After 11 childless years together and having spent most of my 20s as a dumb bitch, my husband and I decided it was time for a crotch monster. I turned 30 and a month later, I was pregnant. I currently have a beautiful bouncy, oh, I have beautiful bouncy 36 double D boobies. I love them. My husband loves them and I'm scared. How do I emotionally prepare for mushy purple mom tits? Help. Thanks, Caitlin. <laughs> How to prepare for the tits? That's going to be the least of your worries. But since you asked... You know, it's it's an interesting, that's a funny you mentioned because I've been thinking about tits a lot lately because I've been, um, I've been hearing stories about women's breast implants that have hardened 
um, I know like two or three people this has happened to where the breast implants get hard or infected and have to be removed from the body because it creates such toxicity in the body. So it's, it's, uh, I think it's a fucking delusion uh, when they say it's totally fine. You can just put like foreign objects, bags of saline into your chest cavity and nothing into your chest cavity or under the muscle, whatever, and you'll be fine. Like, mm, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think so. Um, and I will say like, I, I, as I'm dealing with my body issues now, right? Like I'm in this fitness program and I'm really, it's interesting because I'm down to a weight where I'm very happy with my body. And how do I say this? The body that I'm pleased with now is not the body I had at 21 years old, but I also am not, um, I don't know that I want the 21 year old body anymore. Does that make sense? Because I like the price that my body is paid for the children that I have because there's a price to pay for everything that's worth doing in this world. And I like my battle wounds. I love scars. I love my um, scar on my ankle from my, when I broke it. I love, um, I love my scars and I love the stories that these things tell. So I don't know. I kind of look at it from like more of an artistic lens of like, I, it's just the story of you and the story of making babies. And honestly, honestly, <laughs> I always feel like I can sound like that girl. Uh, I, I, I have never heard a, my, my husband complain about my mushy purples. It's always me. Um, I've never heard him. I've never heard of a guy being like, "No thanks, your tits are too this or that." Or I, I think it's mostly the women that are like, "I wanted to fix it, so I fixed it." Great. Um, men are very forgiving for the most part. At least the straight ones that like girls are very forgiving of our bodies, especially if you've made babies for them. You know, like I don't know. That being said, like minor standard mom tits and not like super floppy, which I hear that really does happen like flop flop floppers like pancakes like legit pancakey tits um but those chicks okay so here's what i've heard i don't know i'm sure i'm gonna write in and let me know is that the chicks that had like severe pancakes it's because you had smaller breasts before you got pregnant and then they inflate so much and then they deflate and then you've got sloppers um when you start with big Big tetas, they just like deflate, but I don't know. They don't, at least mine are not like total droopers. So I don't know. But it's just the, the price of admission into like a different place in your life. And like, I don't know. I don't mind having an older body or having, um, I don't know. I don't mind all that stuff. I think that's, that's what makes you cool and special and unique. And um, I don't like fake tits. I'd rather have mushy purples than big fakers but i've seen some good ones i've seen women who you wouldn't even know oh and don't even mess with the breast lift my um because I, I asked this my plastic surgeon in la i go to her for botox and filler which i haven't done in a million years i can't wait to go and she was like don't even don't do a breast lift because all i will lift it is like this much like nothing She's like, if you're going to do anything, just go ahead and get like a tiny implant and da, da, da. So fuck, don't even go do a lift. I hear it's not worth it. Whatever. There's my thing. Okay. Yeah. But you know what? Don't even worry about your tits. It's like, who cares? Can I tell you what to do though? Really? Real talk. I know I talk about this all the time. Just go get a good fucking bra. My friend, a good friend of mine, she's always complaining about her mom tits. She's like, I got pancakes. They're so tiny. Da, da, da. I go, you're not even wearing a bra. Go to fucking Nordstrom, have the Russian lady fit you or the Armenian lady. They're always like these cool foreign ladies. Have them find you the right bra and then you're going to look so much better in your clothes. And, you know, that's the secret. Just get the right thing. Okay, let me help you with your life. Here we go. Let me solve your problems. I'm 32 and single. I've been in a few relationships before, but mostly have been single because I had my niece and nephew to help my mom raise 
and didn't want to introduce them to a bunch of randoms. Yeah. I'm thinking of trying out dating again since they're pretty much grown and I'm living alone now. The problem is I work as a traveling certified nurse's assistant and I'm away for 13 weeks at a time. Plus I work 12 hour night shifts, four to five nights a week. So time is an issue as well. I've tried the apps and they seem to only run into guys who just want a one and done. As someone who works nights and travels a lot, what advice would you give? Oh boy. Thanks, mommy, Brenda. Well, I can't speak to the apps because I think that is just a hookup culture. These dudes can speak to that part of this question. Um, I mean, your life is not conducive to a a healthy relationship. What can I tell you? It's tough. Look, I I don't think Tom and I really, we don't address that on your mom's house, but the constant travel really only works for Tom and myself, because we both really are dedicated. We were very dedicated, especially the last, you know, in the beginning of building our empires or whatever. Uh, We just knew that was the deal. Like Tom and I were both hell bent on succeeding. And like, this is the price of admission, bro. Like if you want to be a fucking winner, guess what? We're going to be traveling a lot. And this is, this is how we're going to structure our lives. This is pre kids, obviously. So, but so with children, it's very difficult now because I'm, I'm the primary caregiver. I've pulled back significantly on traveling, but joyfully. So I, I, I'm thrilled that I have the freedom to stay home with my kids and my husband, let him fucking come everywhere. I want to just stay in Austin. (laughs) I don't care. Let him go fucking go to these cities. And I'm not so thrilled to do it anymore. Um, but, uh, I mean, you got to meet a, either the guy who's like, yeah, I travel this much as well, and I'm okay with that, but ugh, good luck. What kind of, I mean, you, you guys tell me, you guys are single. Well, how would you feel if you had a girl that was out 13 weeks at a time? Can't do it. Yeah, that'd be rough. I think I would have liked it more when I was younger, just because I also like to travel a lot. Um, but now that I'm settling, I think it'd be tougher to have someone not around yeah I mean, she's long 32 distance, anything is difficult so if someone's not around you kind of you're living your life with someone not in your immediate space they kind of you lose a little bit of your connection to them i you, think you lose a lot of connection i mean uh because tom and i have always had the marriage this way i think we're accustomed to it but i can't imagine uh you have to constantly reconnect with that person and find a common thread and how why we relate to each other. It's not your life is not conducive, mommy. Do you have to be a traveling nurse? Can't you just find one place to nurse and then stay there? Can you nurse in one city, one city, one place, and find a nice guy there? I recommend Austin. You know, I see a lot of these sensitive ponytail dads at the park. There's Austin is full. Oh my god, I didn't even fucking tell you this. You ever fucking sorry? I'll, I'll, I'm gonna we'll finish this, but I just have to do it before I forget. You ever see something on a man and it makes you so fucking angry, and you don't know? I don't know why. We'll we'll go back to this, but like, I saw a dude the day after Halloween at the playground, like a a, a, a heterosexual man with his son and his wife, and he was wearing cat ears. But not like a, a, a normal cat ears. It was like a like wire cat ears. So it was like artistic cat ears, and it made me so mad. I just like I was like, oh, stop, just be a man. Take Wait, the fucking cat was ears. Was this on Halloween? The day after Halloween. Okay, I mean then you're still in the okay zone. But it's like it was so effeminate. It angered me. Like, what do you? I get that you're sensitive beta fucking cool dad, but like. It's just, it made me mad. I was like, get, get your balls back. You know what I mean? Like, get, get, put your fucking nuts on. Did he have a boy or a girl? <sighs> he had a boy, which is even more mm. upsetting. Yeah, setting a bad example. I know. I just don't like it when they're so beta. It's not attractive. I was like, I can't believe his wife wants to bang him when he's wearing fucking... Maybe he was, his costume was a beta male. Oh, I doubt it's that meta. <laughs> but uh, it made me so, like repulsed sexually not that he wanted my sexual attention but i was like ugh, i wouldn't fuck you should i have told him that like hey i'm not gonna fuck you what'd the wife look like dumpy Mm. like 
like like her vag had shut. You know what I mean? Like like the type of chick that beta dude could pull. Yeah, mm. like a girl who's not gonna take care of herself because she's like, he doesn't care if I'm gross. He doesn't care. And you're like, ooh, you guys smell. They look smelly. You know what I mean? Like a smelly patchouli couple. Okay. Different strokes. Different strokes. Same people. Everyone's the same. Yeah, you should have went up right to him and be like, hey, I man. know. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't touch your dick. <laughs> you look like a little bitch right now. You know that? <laughs> yeah. Is your son cool with that? Like, yeah. you want your son to be like this? Why do I feel like anger about it? It's so funny. Like, <laughs> it's none of my business. I really don't care. You know, but I'm, I was. T- I'm telling you, man. You, you're, you're telling me I'm wrong about this weak thing, but I think it's, it's weakness. I think it's because you attribute weakness to like a loser. I'm not saying. Oh. I'm not saying it's like you're a loser if you like paint figurines and wear cat ears. I'm saying you're not like a man's man. You like a man. I like man, a man's man. Know? I do. I like alpha male. Yeah. I do. I like. I like. Yeah, I think it's just respectful. I don't know. Whatever. I'm fucking patriarchy. You're you know? old school. I'm, I'm OS. Yeah. I'm just some, I'm fucking, gosh, I'm just so pressed. All right, uh, but back to this lady's question. So the apps and all that. All right, so like what, what can she find love on the apps? Is this real? Mm, I mean, it's not a good place. I think that it, it used to be good for women. It used to be the spot for women. Now I think it's the spot for dudes because there's so many like options. Yeah. Back in like the old when fucking match was the thing and shit, that was when it was good for women because women, there were so few that would go on there. You, women had all the options and so they could choose from any that they that Oh, they how want. interesting. And now it's completely flipped now where the men have flipped. the dominance. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Is it because... COVID. Oh. COVID was a big one, but also, I mean, social awkwardness and anxiety and depression is like skyrocketing. I think everyone, everything is online now. I think it's just... You know, it's kind of natural. It's where we headed. A lot of things Interesting. Uh, contribute to it, I think. So in the beginning, the men had to vie for the women on match, like traditional courtship. And then it got subverted because, well, people couldn't really court. And then it became like casual hookup. Yeah. And, and now there's apps. And, and they, they knew what they were doing because men are their audience. So now a lot of these apps are catering towards men. There's like Bumble where the girl has to ask or say something first. <laughs> Hinge like kind of gives you a selection of people. They're like, what? check these bitches out. Why? You, might like, you know what I'm saying? Hinge doesn't, it sounds like unhinged. Like I'm out of my mind if I'm on this app. Why is it called Hinge? It's uh, a gross name. Smart Chad. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, defer Hinge. To you. Hinge. They all have weird names. Like, what's Tinder? Fire. Start, start, fire. start a fire. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, but it's, it's the little flame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just had a Pajinski effect. effect. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. good. That's pretty clever. It's yeah. a good name. <laughs> you know what? Tinder. That's yeah. All right. Yeah. It's a good idea, guys. You should call it Tinder, like a fire. Oh. Bada bing! Hey, bada bing! <laughs> wow, I love watching the lights go on. I feel like I just had a good one too. A Pajitsky effect wrote, "Oh my god, yeah." Chase and I are such retards. We were walking in D.C. and we were like, "Oh my god, all these people are standing around here. What are they looking at?" And we look and we're like, "Oh, that's a cool building." And I was like, "Is that the White House?" <laughs> And she's like, is that the White House? I'm like, it doesn't look that impressive. It looks like it could be any one of these other administrative buildings. I don't know. And we asked people if it's the White House. And they were like, uh, yeah, don't you see the Secret Service people everywhere? And I'm like, actually, no. I think my house has better security than this place. <laughs> I'm telling you, the White House is unimpressive. I was not amazed. I was. There are houses in fucking Terrytown. They're more impressive than the White House. And that is a disaster. We are the leaders of the free world. Well, we used to be. And our White House is fucking depressing. I'm like, this is not special. It's pretty old. Yeah, it's not fancy. They should spruce it up. They said, you know what's even better than that is Penn Station. Penn Station dazzled me. I was like, this is a fucking... Or even, what is it, the one in D.C. I was in? Is it Union Station? Whatever. That shit was majestic. I was like, this should be the state capital. Let's move it to the train station, Biden. <sighs> All right, so how should this lady meet? I think, okay, here's my th- theory. Here's what you should do, lady, Brenda. 
Brenda, here's what you're going to do. You're going to quit this moving around stuff. You're going to become a certified stationary nurse. You're going to come to Austin and you're going to come work at like Del Seton or one of these. Let me tell you, because they all go, don't they go to med school around here, these boys? Like the young, isn't there a med school around here? Probably. Probably. Let me tell you. Every time I go to get like my ankle checked or whatever medical, there's always some hot young doctor. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, oh, he's he's doing his hours, his residency. And I'm like, you need to snatch up. If I were a young girl, I would snatch up these young doctors doing their rounds. And I asked him, I was like, are you are you married yet? He's like, oh, I'm engaged. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because she's smart. She locked you down when you were in med school. So maybe you should lock down a doc who's in med school. Go hang out at the med school cafeteria, find yourself a hottie doc, and lock it the fuck down, dude. What are you doing? What are you doing? And stop traveling. It's no fun. It's really no fun. It's no, it's no good for a life. Can I tell you, like, I've seen everything. I've really seen everything. I've seen so many places. At least in America, not that great. Not impressed. Sorry. <laughs> Now, I'm talking like Europe, impressive. Thousands of years of, you know, history and buildings and cool stuff and empires. America, strip malls, bro. You're just looking at malls, malls and malls and some natural beauty. Yeah, but like, come on. It's just go marry a rich doctor and then you guys travel when he's got vacation time. And you know what I'm saying? Raise his kids. Fuck it. Fuck this women's lib. You know, I got to say that I, I don't know. Is it worth it? I, I like, I, I, I mean, I've seen both sides of the fence and now I'm like, it's kind of dope staying home. <laughs> like, let Tom make the money and be the celebrity. I'm, I'm kind of stoked. Like I do this show. Uh, I got a good life. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's worth it. The career, like once you have babies, I just, I'm not as, I'm just not as uh, hell bent on like being the greatest anymore. Cause I, I think I see that like, I just want to be the greatest to two people, just to two little dudes. If I'm the greatest to those guys, I don't, you know, I, I, it's just more important to me than being the greatest at stand up. Cause even that longevity, like that don't last. How many people watching this remember Phyllis Diller or, even George Carlin, who, in my opinion, were like two of the most amazing comedians, and a lot of people don't even know who the fuck they are, and they work their whole lives. I'm not saying it's not worth it. It is. It's been awesome. But I just know on my deathbed, I just want to be like the most important to those dudes, and that's it. That's all I care about. So that they're not fucked up like me. <laughs> so they don't like have the same amount of anxiety I do about stuff. I don't know. Annie, what do you keep? What keeps you awake at night? What the hell? Yeah. How are you gonna do this? I do it. How you? What keeps me up at night? What uh, do you think about? Because I, I, I get hung up on like weird stuff. I have yeah. fights in my head with people that I'll never have in real life. I get no, mad I about those. like, like I'm upset about something in my kids' world right now, and I'm like, I'm gonna fucking say some shit tomorrow. I'm gonna fucking find this woman. You know, you know what I mean? Like, do you have fake fights in your head? Um, not as not as much these days. I'm kind of chilling. Yesterday, or I guess, I guess it was maybe like a week ago now. Um, I missed a Q-tip, and that's difficult to explain. Oh. But in the morning, you know, you clean your ears and then you throw the Q-tip in the trash, mm. and it's close enough that like I don't really miss. You know what I'm saying? I just it's it's the thing you do. It's a I routine. Know. I know. And I fucking missed last week, and mm. it really I'm still thinking about it right now. I'm like, am I getting older? Like, is that what that is? Mm. I don't miss. There's no air fluctuation in there. How did I miss that Q-tip? Yeah, that's what keeps me up at night. I hear you. Yeah. Must be nice. Wow, yeah. Chad, what are you, are you, what, the Ukraine? What's that? What keeps you up at night, Ukraine and gas prices? Uh, not so much that stuff, but more like, more existential. Oh. oh I'm never going to finish this thing that I want to do. Heavy I Chad. unfinished project. What, what's Why your... didn't I do this? Kind of should have oh. done that. Kind of, also imaginary fights with people in my head. Like, I'm going <laughs> to say this to this person. It's going to be perfect. 
I often go like, why didn't I fuck that one dude back in 1997? I've got a couple of those. Yeah, like I, there's a couple of people I should have slept with. That there's one in particular where I'm like, I should have fucking banged him, dude. Like for the confidence. You're no, saying? they were so hot. Like looking, yeah. and I, and I'm such an idiot. Like, dude, this guy like fully. I was like, I didn't pick up what they were putting down. Like, I'm an idiot. Like, I I actually thought that men and women were friends when I was in my 20s. And he's fully put it out there. And I was just like, wait, what? You like, what? Like, this person's so fucking hot. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, surely you can't mean me. And then I never went for it. Should have banged that dude. Fuck. Yeah, I got a summer camp. For sure. What's summer camp? I'm just saying it was a summer camp. I, I missed a I missed a big opportunity. Man, it was right in my face, and I was just like, "There's no way you're not saying that. You don't like me. Come on." Yeah, that's the problem. There are so many opportunities, sexually and otherwise. I'm sure I've missed out on because I'm like, "You what? This fucking loser? What? You know, like what?" Which is um, crazy. Okay, Josh, you do you, and then we'll close out this episode. <laughs> What do you think about at night? Be honest. You're laying in bed. You're trying. You're drifting off. What's the thought that just keeps you up? I had a similar one keeping me up last night. The Q-tip one? No, no. To you guys. What? Oh man, I should have banged her. <laughs> it's different every night. Depend, depends what's on my mind. <sighs> a lot of fights. Chad's looking for greatness. Yeah. You're looking I mean, that for. Too. You know, it depends on the mood. Yeah. And he's looking at Q-tips. I'm picking fights with people about my kids. I just can't believe I missed, man. Yeah. I thought you meant missed cleaning your ears because I missed cleaning my ears today. And I'm I'm so pissed. It's going to fuck up the rest of my day because I think about it too. Like I should have cleaned my ears this morning. Ugh. No, yeah. I definitely don't forget that. Not yet. I guess that's next. I hate when I miss any part of my routine, you know? It's especially the older you get. Like I, I have such a fucking routine, and if I, if I miss it, it's just the whole day is different. I have such like I wake up, I but I drink water, and then coffee. I get all keyed up. I write some jokes. I write some thoughts down. I take a shit. After I take a shit, I usually go for a walk. Right, I'm sick right now, so I'm not doing that. After the walk, I must take a shower immediately. And then I eat, and then I get dressed, and then I go. It's like, I thought, oh, I have to take my Lexapro at, 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 right, right after I brush my teeth. Because if I don't, then I'll forget the fucking Lexapro. And then if I forget the Lexapro, now I'm all keyed up about, oh, great, I forgot the Lexapro. I'm going to be off for hours. I know it. Oh, I have to brush my hair a certain way. It's a whole fucking thing. Vitamins, forget about it. Don't even start taking vitamins because then you're going to forget them and then you're going to stress out about fucking forgetting the vitamins. Life is terrible. All right. I'll tell you what I actually stayed up about. Go ahead. Is, would you agree mm-hmm. that... I need my sunglasses for this. Yeah. In a weird way, yeah. kind of be open-minded about okay, this. Okay, sure. It's weird. Always I am. Is sarcasm yes. low-key the opposite of autism and I say that because an autistic person pretty much inherently can't be sarcastic this is true they can't veil they can't the thought right right so is it that like the more sarcastic you can be the less autistic you are right because you can't veil oh that's interesting well Elon Musk is is he's autistic right Asperger, Asperger. I believe so. Uh huh. And like you watch Elon talk, and he's so in the moment, and he's so emotive, and it's so engaging because he's really connected. He's not very, he's not sarcastic very often. So that maybe, I don't know. They're very genuine. You're right. Yeah. You're right, Annie. Yeah. Quite a thought provoker. I think about that shit. (gasps) Wrong. Okay. Here's your Uh one cross point. Lots of comedians are Asperger. Yeah, I think Innie's wrong here. Autistic. Okay, Chad, go ahead. Well, I'm I'm not an expert, but I think people with autism or Asperger's can be sarcastic and 
Suc- successfully sarcastic or like they could try yeah well listen a lot of comedians are on the spectrum mm. i won't let out them but i'm telling you i know i know three offhand very big ones like household namers that are definitely on the spectrum mm. i think artificial intelligence is going to cure autism one day that is sus but <laughs> yes okay what a great episode you guys i love you um I'm going to try not to let my kids see my bush ever. And um, uh, come see me do stand-up. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Have a great day. Have a great week. Do your steps. Drink your water. And until next time, I'll see you later, Mommy. Stay cool. Bye. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at.